God. You may be seated. And I don't notice any guests offhand. If there are, we welcome you. We're glad to have you. If you're watching us online, wherever you're watching us from, you are. we pray that you're blessed by what takes place here tonight. Two questions that came up just a minute ago, good questions. There's no particular date of the month that whatever works for you to give your commitment, your pledge, uh, that's fine. And then secondly, those of you that are giving, do the online giving. We have actually created a new fund, uh, and that fund is Invest1535. So um, that's on there, active. So you can, you can do that. I know designated offering is kind of a default we use, but in light of what we're doing and how long it's going to go, we have created that. Amen. I'm, uh, I want to share some things with you tonight. Brother, uh, Brother Kimbrell shared something with me. I think it was before Sunday night service that he felt like the Lord had said to him and showed him and uh, I really feel like it was, it, it, I don't know how much he knows about what's kind of been going on for me in a few areas, but, but basically what he said the Lord communicated to him was we were, we were getting traction. We were getting traction. We were getting our footing. And uh, I, I, I really believe that's where we are. That, that we're getting we're getting our footing. I've I've had several things in the last um, even the last week that I've really struggled with direction on that I feel like the Lord has given some clarity on. Some of which I will communicate to you here this evening. So um, I, I I don't I'm 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 going to be more than five minutes. I know that, um, but I, I, I'm try not to keep you. Too long, but I'm excited about what I have to communicate here tonight. And um, so, my my wife shared this with me the other day. I've heard it before, but she shared it, and I I decided I'd want I wanted to use it because I think it's kind of fitting with some of what I will communicate here this evening. This is a story about four people named everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. There was an important job to be done, and everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. Somebody got angry about that because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought anybody could do it, but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done. We, uh, I've, I've had, and this is, this is all really good stuff, but you know, you have to mix it in a little bit, so bear with me. I discussed a while back with with the leadership, and I've had conversations. The positive, the positive analysis is that everybody must think. 
somebody's doing it. Because it really is amazing the number of times that we attempt to do something and nobody really comes because apparently they think somebody's there. And part of what I want to communicate to you tonight, and hopefully you will, some of you, some light bulbs will come on, is that there's plenty of room for you. And I hope that some of you perhaps that have felt like there's no room or you're not needed will realize that everybody's not doing it. And you are somebody that can do it. I'm excited about several, and a couple of them I will communicate as a part of this evening, but even, even I think if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, even that very first night that I presented Several weeks ago, thrust, there were people that came to me with their ideas or vision, things that they had seemingly kind of hidden in their heart for a while. And that kind of helped release that. And since then, there have been several situations, and I'm hoping that there will be even some more tonight that perhaps that will happen for you. He just wants to come sign up and be a part. I mean, come on. I uh, this this next part, and I'm going to go back through um, as a part of this evening, touching on each one of these areas of thrust. But um, before I put the next slide on, one of the areas that I have struggled greatly with for months is direction for Thursday nights. We, we have, and I believe there are very purposeful reasons for the three services that we have. We have a purpose, a goal, a focus for each of those services. Sometimes one service may bleed over into the purpose of another service. But for the most part, we have three distinct purposes. And tonight, Thursday nights, is intended to be about training, teaching, training, developing. And so there's a variety of things we've tried and, and lots of discussion and prayer has been going on for a while about this and nothing quite settled or felt right in my spirit. And about a week ago, I thought I was getting a little more clarity, got together with a few people, found out, I don't know what I thought I was getting, but it really wasn't what I thought. But to come out of that conversation with what I believe is some clarity. One of the things that we have been trying to do is sort of figure out how to cram all kinds of stuff into Thursday nights. And um, I hope, I'm not, no response, do not respond. I hope that at least some of you enjoy uh, hearing me teach on Thursday nights. Um, But I feel like there is a place and a role in my role of doing that. And one of the things that's kind of I've struggled with with a lot of the things, ideas we've thrown out is that was kind of getting squeezed out. Not that I'm the only voice, not that I'm the most important voice, but I am at this point the one designated by God with the responsibility of leading this flock. And so 
here is uh, here's what I feel like the Lord has has brought clarity to, and at some point, the beginning of the year, um, where there there's a, I'm, I'm probably a little bit of what I'm doing tonight may be considered poor leadership because every detail and every everything is not totally worked out. But I also know the way God works. And God usually does not give you the entire plan with all the answers in advance. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So we're going to take some steps tonight. I'm taking some steps by faith. That some of the clarity I feel that as we take steps, God is going to bring more clarity. So at some point, the beginning of the year, and, and this is... This is a little bit similar to what we've done the last couple of weeks in some ways, but we are going to, um, rather than multiple sessions and breakout sessions that go part of the service, whatever, we are going to have several different categories and uh, primarily broken down by age group on Thursday nights. We will have some kids' sessions, as it says, uh, please note the breakdown and the frequency of this um, is to be determined. So this kids will not be every single Thursday night, but there will be a good amount of times where there is ministry, discipleship type ministry taking place to our with our kids on Thursday nights. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old he will not depart. So, we are going to be, we've done that with my place in God's story, um, but we're going to continue that with some degree of um, frequency as well. The next one, Chosen Youth, uh, they will be meeting pretty much every Thursday night, as long as there's not a guest speaker. They will be meeting in the Chosen Room for the entire service. They will not be up here for part of the service and then go out. They will have all of that time to be able to spend, particularly with the chosen core, a time of discipleship, teaching, training. It's not going to be a show up Thursday night, let's just random topic, whatever. Not saying that that will never happen, but it's going to be on purpose. It's going to be series, it's going to be weeks of focusing on topics They may use some curriculum they find. They may create their own curriculum, but it's going to be on-purpose discipleship. And then the rest of you will be um, in the sanctuary, young young adults and up, and uh, we will have basically service, and I will most of the time be communicating the things I feel like the Lord wants me as pastor to communicate to this congregation. The other major part, and, and this is another part that there's been a lot of struggle with, at least in my own spirit, that I feel like we've got direction on that I feel very good about, and uh, that is Antioch U, and especially in the context of what we've just done, my place in God's story, and then the things that are building off of my place in God's story. So we will be operating on Thursday nights, and this more than likely, will be uninterrupted on Thursday nights. Meaning, as I've already said, we have a guest speaker. Chosen will probably be in the sanctuary. But Antioch U 
my place in God's story or the other things that they are on will continue every Thursday night. The reason for that is those are some of the things that we're trying to do to help new believers get grounded and established. And so more than likely what's being communicated in that setting is probably a little more relevant to them at the place they are in their walk with God than what's going to be communicated here. So um, we had what part of, and I don't want to give you too much information, information you don't really need, but we, we have discussed things on the executive council about uh, Antioch U and my place in God's story and bearing fruit and all those different things kind of twice a month. And if you did it that way, it'd take you about 45 years to get through the material. Um, and uh, plus, kind of breaking it up is probably some positives, but also I think some negatives. So this is going to give us a great way to have consistency so that people can continue developing and growing. And uh, I'm going to come back to something with regards to that in a few minutes. So uh, as I said, beginning of the year is when we will be kind of fully jumping in to this format. So I remind you, I know all of you have this memorized by now and could just quote it in a second, but thrust is training saints for ministry, helping one another, reaching the lost, uplifting Jesus Christ, uplifting Jesus through prayer and worship, serving the community, and teaching principles for life. I want to read a couple of verses to you to give a little bit of uh, just kind of context, foundation for the rest of this here this evening. Ephesians 2 and 9, 19, excuse me, says, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built up, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. And I really want you to notice verse 21 there. He says, the building fitly framed together groweth. The building fitly framed together groweth. To me, that says to us, if as the body of Christ, and more so in the context of tonight, this church, this congregation, if you and I can get fitly framed to the place and the purpose God has for us, there is an automatic result that we do not have to force and manufacture and make happen. If the body is fitly framed, it groweth. Ephesians 4.16 says something similar. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. When everything is fitly put together and everybody is doing what they're called to do, it makes increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. The Amplified says it this way, 
For because of Him, the whole body, the church, in all its various parts, closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments with which it is supplied, when each part, with power adapted to its need, is working properly in all its functions, grows to full maturity, building itself up in love. Living Bible, under this, under His direction, the whole body is fitted together perfectly, and each part in its own special way helps the other parts, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Get the body fitly framed, working together, and you do not have to manufacture, produce growth. Growth is the result. The other thing is, your body, our body, the members of our body are designed with specific, unique functions. I know this is a little bit gross, and I, it's, I definitely am careful with what I do this with, but every now and then, I pick something up with my toes. Piece of trash. Something else that's not too, you know. The reason for that is I'm trying to spare my other parts of my body from having to get involved in the process, and so you just kind of grab something and toss it away. I can do that, but i got to tell you, if you've never experimented, you might want to do it a little bit tonight when you get home. (laughs) While I can grab some things with my toes, they do not work as good as my hands. And I believe, and, 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 and I've seen this, I feel like even in the last couple of weeks, this has been confirmed to me, that I feel like there are those of us that have struggled to try to be a member of the body that we're not. And part of where we are and what God is doing and what I believe God is going to continue to do is to help us find our place. Because when you can find your place, there's peace, there's joy, there's fulfillment in your place. A couple of weeks ago, I forget, I think it was an NFL game, if I'm not mistaken. I was watching a few minutes of it somewhere, and the uh, the kicker, the field goal kicker, got injured. And it, it completely changed their whole game plan. Rather than just going for a typical field goal after a touchdown, I know I'm speaking in tongues to some of you right now, but we'll give you the interpretation later. They, 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 they went for a two-point conversion. <laughs> and then on the kickoffs, they, they got guys that were trying to do something they weren't used to doing. It's kind of got to be a little bit of a bummer to be a kicker, a punter on a, a punter on a football team. Because if you're, if you're involved in the game, then that means things aren't going great. We, we went to, we, we, awesome experience Tuesday morning. My in-laws, whatever the steps are, I don't know, but they went through the process of getting tickets for a tour at the White House and, and, and we went to the White House and it was a neat experience. The decorations, the Christmas decorations was, it was phenomenal. And, and, but I, I said, to, I think it was one of my kids. I'm like, you know, it's gotta be kind of a bummer to be one of the, I mean, there's, you feel like you're in a foreign country now. When you see guys walking around, with automatic 
rifles. That's what you normally see somewhere overseas. <laughs> and it's got to be kind of a bummer because, you know, it's really a good day when you don't do anything. But it's also got to get kind of old not doing anything. Walk around, carry your gun all day, never use it, that's a great day. But walk around, carry your gun all day and never use it, that's kind of boring. Shoot a bird or something, I guess, I don't know. Kind of goes back to what I taught a couple of years ago. Your identity can't be determined by what you do. It's got to be based on who you are. Because some of us, God's given us a role that we spend a lot of time doing nothing. Because the role we're in requires a lot of nothing. Some of you say, man, why didn't I get that job? <laughs> Meaning there's only certain times in which it's your turn. I mean, it's kind of like the guy with the cymbals in the orchestra. You, I mean, you hit him like four or five times in a two-hour concert. You, you know the guy's got to be sitting there sometimes just like, you know what? I've been sitting here too long doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> The body fitly framed, properly put together, results in growth. I've said it for several years now, that is what I am very hungry for, is not having to try to manufacture and figure out how to produce something, but let the Spirit of God produce it through us. I want to give you a couple of quick examples here about how this is being already or it how it fits in in the idea of thrust how it fits in a uh in a in an individual ministry uh application i don't think most of us are going to be able to read this i can't even really read it with my glasses on on here so um some of you may be able to this is our i got to look up there cuz i can't see it on the ipad <laughs> this is our kids ministry you can see each area of thrust, training, helping, reaching, serving, uplifting, teaching. You can see how that, that relates even in an individual ministry. So we have under training, we've got our Judah tribe. We've got helping their uh, things like nursery. We've got reaching, anchor. That's the bus ministry taking place here in Arnold on Sunday mornings. Serving. Some things kind of fit multiple categories. Um, uplifting, chosen uh, Sunday morning worship, which uh, our, we've got some folks a part of chosen for here in Arnold that are a part of chosen worship that go downstairs and help out with worship. So we kind of have a cross um, pollinization. We've been using your word today, Brother Phil. <laughs> uh Teaching, things like, again, Judah tribe, Sunday school, uh, and then areas, deal Sunday school, Hispanic, congreg or daughter work. Um, so they, you can see how there is ministry application and then chosen as well. I'm going to have to get up on the speaker and stand up there so I can... I promise you, if you could see it, what I can tell you is that chosen, oops, that's not what I wanted to do, but things like, yeah, 
training that's taken place. They're in the process of launching what's called rooted one-on-one discipleship going on, helping again one-on-one discipleship, reaching things like care groups, Bible studies, our P7 clubs, uplifting our chosen worship. They got a variety of things they're doing with prayer, serving and teaching. Chosen challenge takes place here in Arnold Sunday mornings. And so these variety of things are applying in an individual ministry setting. And then kind of the broader scale is what the rest of us kind of falls into. And so what's being done on um, an individual ministry kind of scale is being done in a broad application as well for the rest of us. I should probably just let you come up and explain that because I'm not doing as good a job as you did. We're calling this kind of broader category foundations because this is encompassing the rest of us. And so within that is training, helping, reaching, uplifting, serving, teaching. And so and I'm going to cover these in a moment. But foundations being the adults, the broader uh, overarching uh, ministry that is taking place here. Am I doing okay? I feel like I'm missing some of those points, but I should type out what I'm going to say, right? Never happening. So I, I want to, I'm going to go through these here and uh, part for a couple of different reasons. Again, kind of reminding you it's been several weeks since this was first presented and that was done kind of in a little quicker way, kind of reminding you of some of the things. And then another part of what I want to do here tonight is especially show you some of the areas where there are needs in hopes that there are some of you that you have been feeling a burden for something, and maybe there's something here tonight that will be the thing that kind of clicks in your spirit that would be for you. So, again, the first T, training saints for ministry. How are we doing that? We're doing that on Thursday nights. As I've just mentioned, what our future format is going to be. And uh, you will see names in some of these areas. When you see names, those are some of the point people or the leaders that are overseeing a, a ministry or a responsibility. So Brother Fowler does a great job helping us with developing Antioch U. The modules, I said earlier I was going to come back to Antioch U. Brother Fowler has shared some some new direction that he feels. And so, again, with, with Antioch U, as far as my place in God's story and things like that, that's going to be taking place downstairs on a Thursday night. So we, we will, some of this will be determined by demand. Demand meaning the number of people that need it. So, for example, we just finished My Place in God's Story. That will, that will take place. A uh, session of that will be done. Uh, and, and as we continue to grow and more people get the Holy Ghost and get baptized, we will, the, the, the uh, frequency of that will partially be determined by that. But this modules part, what that means is there will be some topics, some things that are going to be covered over the course of several weeks 
And what we can do is, the rest of you that may not be a part of Antioch U in the context of newer folks, you can, if you're interested in that module that's going to be taking place, it's a, if it's a topic you feel like you would be benefited by, we are going to provide you the opportunity to participate in that subject for that period of time. So again, the primary context, what I mean by Antioch U on Thursday nights with regards to this is, is our way of a part of the way. Discipleship is, is, is not accomplished in a classroom alone. To me, that does not mean that there's not a place for a classroom. But that is not the sole way that it's done. So this is a tool. This is a part of the process of how we are trying to disciple and train people to, to be disciples. That was deep. Discipling and training people to be disciples. I need to let that sink in for a moment while you get that. I know. Um, so again, that that's a little bit of a of a twist that I I think will be great for some of you as as things come up that you're like you know that that would be beneficial. I can use that. And um, as I communicated, I know that my place in God's story, particularly for. Those that were in the sanctuary, we know that that was a lot of very fundamental things for a lot of you that have been around um, for a number of years, but for folks that are new, and especially folks that are new that don't really have much of a, of a foundation of the Bible and Christianity, it's not fundamental for them. It's very important for them. And so that will be a way of us consistently doing that. The other thing, and I mentioned this uh, in passing when I made this presentation a couple weeks ago, but I feel like the Lord um, has directed me to do this. I'm going to be doing something that I'm going to call beyond. Beyond meaning going a little bit farther than the norm. So pretty much one Saturday morning a month uh, at 9.30 a.m., I will be teaching here somewhere in the building. We may not do the sanctuary depending on uh, the size, we may be in a more intimate setting. Uh, this is, we'll start at 9.30 and I will be done by 11. This is not a mandatory setting for anyone. This is not a required attendance for anybody. This is a, this is open to those that want to go a little bit beyond the norm, beyond what we're doing. Um, I guess in some ways you could look at it as what some of you would recall as Bible with the Bishop, just kind of an opportunity for me. I anticipate in this setting to, to communicate things um, that I would not necessarily want to communicate in a church service setting, um, partly because of the desire to not unnecessarily cause a stumbling block to somebody based on where they are in their walk with God. I am not ashamed of what we believe. I am not ashamed of the doctrines we believe. I am not ashamed of the principles of the lifestyle that we believe. I am not ashamed of that. I strongly believe that right here and right now is not the greatest time to lay all of that out. I'm not ashamed of it. But there are people sitting in this place tonight 
that are at a level in their walk with God that there's some things they're ready for and there's other things they're not. And I feel like as the shepherd of this flock, I have a responsibility to not try to cram T-bone down somebody's throat that don't even have teeth. So I will tell you, one of the things this will provide me is an opportunity to not have to um, be too cautious, if you will. (laughs) To speak freely and plainly about the things I feel like the Lord is communicating to me about. So this is another part of trying to train and develop all of us for our role and our place in the kingdom of God. The next area, helping one another. Um, we are moving away. We are going to be in the process. This is a brand new announcement for many, but we're going to be moving away from sort of the idea or the term care group and what that means and redefining that. So discipleship is one thing you're going to be hearing and seeing. Our shut-ins, I mentioned this as a way of helping. We've got folks that can't get to church, and I feel like we have a responsibility of connecting with them, reaching them, ministering to them. People that have been here for years or been a part of us for years that have do not have the ability to get here anymore. This is one of those areas that within just a couple of days of sharing thrust the first time, Brother Phil shared with me that's something he has a burden for. And he's got some great ideas and some direction the Lord has given him uh, about things to do more than just showing up at somebody's door and saying, Hi, nice to see you, and leaving. Some very, very uh, um, meaningful things. And at some point in the near future, I intend to give him a chance to communicate to you and let you hear from him directly some of his vision, and uh, I know he will will need some to, to be a part of that, um, and if by chance you already feel like you may have some interest, you can talk to him, but um, we will do that a little bit more on purpose in the future. Another thing, meal ministry, um, how many of you have ever been blessed, whether it was Pregnancy during given after you gave birth or sickness in the family or loss of a loved one. You've been blessed by somebody bringing you a meal. I think that's a very important thing, very valuable thing. We do it. We will continue doing it. We will. Uh, you will see some things. I'll give you a little clue. You will see some things as I go through here the next few minutes that are underlined. What that means is... For that particular thing, we do have some sign-up sheets available tonight that if you feel like you're interested in being a part of that, we're going to give you a chance at the end to come and sign up. Some of these things, I will mention this while I'm thinking of it in case I forget it, some of these things, most of these things have two categories um, on the sign-up sheet. One category is you would be interested, willing to take a responsibility of leading that particular area and then there's also plenty of spaces to sign up for example the meal ministry you're not the coordinator the director but you're willing to be available as a resource so i will let you know again at the end 
specifically what areas. If you'd like to sign up for that, our meal ministry is one of those areas. Next area, reaching the lost, and it reminds you the ways that we are working to do that through preaching points, daughter works, outreach. We, Brother Gleason communicated it, I've communicated it, others have communicated it. Reaching the lost should not be a, 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 a program of the church. Y'all still with me? It's only 820. I'm not, I haven't gone that long yet. Outreach should not be a program. Outreach should not be something we have to program the church to do. That's our mission. Every individual has a responsibility to go. But we've also heard, we just heard it at Call to War. I do think that there is a place for us to do some things on purpose in an organized way. The problem, the struggle I have is when all we have is the organized way. And we don't have individuals taking responsibility for what God has called all of us to do. And uh, I, I shared this with Arnold. I, I, I'll put it this way. I shared this with Arnold last year when we first made the transition and the two nights we did the potluck meals. Uh, uh, we, we need some boots on the ground. We have, literally, we still have, I don't know how many thousand door hangers that have yet to be used. I, there's, some time, there's some things we do. I, I've heard it for years. We would have our 515 meeting with our, our congregation leaders, daughter work leaders. Guys would come in and they'd say, you know, we went on outreach yesterday, invited people to church, and nobody we invited came. But we got to church and several guests that we don't know where they came from showed up. Why? Because somebody was giving God something to bless. And I would love to see somebody that has a burden for sowing seed that would be willing to take responsibility to organize periodically that we're going to go out into such and such an area. We're going to go focus on a neighborhood or an area. We're going to spend a couple of hours canvassing, just spreading the seed. That cannot be our sole primary focus of connecting with the lost. But again, I believe there's a purpose and a value to that. So if you're willing, if there's anybody that would have a burden to work on organizing and helping accomplish this, um, we're looking for somebody to do that as well as folks that may be willing to be a part of that. Home Bible Studies, Brother Brandon Foster is doing a great job helping us get organized and uh, coordinating Bible studies. And uh, for all of Antioch Central, Brother Ron Bray oversees guest follow-up. And then uh, our hospitality, which includes our greeters and our ushers, has um, is led by what Brother Mott has so aptly called Team Spriggs. And that is Team Spriggs Jr., because we have another Team Spriggs. Um, but Brother Vernell and Sister Tiffany do a great job with a great team. Uh, one, of these, one of these services, we need to share with you the, the depth of what takes place behind the scenes with our ushers and our greeters. You have, most of you would have no clue 
the detailed process that they they do every service, making sure that guests are properly welcomed, people are connected, etc., etc. So they haven't told me they have needs, but we have included this tonight. If you're not an usher, you're not a greeter, and you'd be willing to consider being a part of that, then you can join us. Um, you say, well, what does it have to do with reaching the loss? It has to do with our guests that come, of making sure we do the best job we can at connecting, at welcoming them, at making them feel at home. Our nursing homes... Uh, we've had a lot of involvement in this in the years past. If you're here tonight, you've got a burden for that. We've got sign-up sheet as well. Again, Uplifting Jesus Christ, our worship ministry currently led by the amazing, wonderful, beautiful Angie Wright. Brother Jalen does a great job working very closely with her. Our prayer, Brother Whaley, in addition to, to uh, what we're doing right now, pre-service, other things as the Lord leads, because we can't accomplish anything without prayer. There are some things you outgrow. There are other things you never outgrow. We cannot accomplish anything without prayer. We need corporate prayer. We need individual prayer. By your silence, I won't presume that you don't have individual prayer. Serving the community. Brother Kevin and Sister Amy Trader are working with us to oversee the broad area of this. But there are several areas, and I want to say again, I realize if you pay much attention in the religious world, um, the term just slipped my mind, that's the term. But this idea of uh, social gospel, I think, is what I'm looking for. I, I, we're not here to just try to, you know, just fluffy, whatever, try to be nice. <laughs> but there are a couple of passages where Jesus is pretty clear that if you are a follower of me, these are some things that you should do. I used it a couple of weeks ago. He said, I was naked and you clothed me. I was in prison and you came and visited me. So I think these are some very important areas for us to be involved in. One of those is our first responders. We are in the process. Let me just share with you what our goal is. A year ago in Arnold on Sunday morning, we did an appreciation service for first responders. Our goal for this coming year is to do on that Sunday, and we will leave it up to Daughter Works that are part of Central to participate or not, but on the weekend that falls closest to 9-11, on that Sunday morning to do a first responders appreciation service that would be followed by serving a meal um, and honoring the first responders in our area. If this is an area you would have a burden in helping to coordinate and uh, organize, we went a year ago, a little over a year ago, down to Annapolis Police Department, took a bunch of food, barbecue or grilled burgers, and served the folks at the Annapolis Police Department. I was have actually been in communication with them through the help of Brother Richards um, over the last couple of months. We were trying to organize another one of those, and it just hasn't 
quite happen, but if this is something you have a burden for, feel a burden for, and you're willing to coordinate and help put a team together, um, there are sign-up sheets for that tonight. Again, if you're willing to take responsibility of leading, but also if you're interested in being a support. Homeless ministry. We have currently, I don't know how many bins of coats in the back. We got great response to our coat drive. We got great response. Problem is nobody is in a position or organizing the step of what to do. I just heard, Sister Sowers, you are. But part of the reason they've been sitting is we need somebody that's got a burden. And I know uh, Brother and Sister Murphy actually over the last little while have been very faithfully uh, in the Brooklyn Park area reaching out to homeless folks and ministering to them. Um, but if this is an area you're willing to be a part of. And then this is another one of those that I've had a burden for and mentioned a couple of weeks ago with thrust. I feel like we need to have some kind of addiction recovery ministry taking place. And brother and sister Osborne have ex, ex, uh, communicated to me a burden and a desire to do that. And so they're going to be helping in this role. But they need help. If you have a burden for folks that are battling addiction, I met with um, with Elizabeth, with uh, uh, Mr. Middlebrook, an attorney in Glen Burnie area, uh, following up some stuff with her accident. We were talking about the drug issue in our area. And um, as I said a couple of weeks ago, we can't change the world, but we can change a life. We may not solve the drug problem in Anne Arundel County, but I do believe God can use us to help some souls get free from that. So if you're willing to be a part of a team of helping us, uh, we're looking hopefully the beginning of the year to get something off the ground, and you'd like to be a part of that, there is a sign-up sheet for that. And then service projects. What do I mean by that? How many of you ever participated when we did a couple of the times we went to some of the senior citizens' houses and cleaned up their yards and, and uh, helped them out, things like that. One of the great things about that was just the good time of fellowship and camaraderie that took place. But uh, Brother Kevin Trader has a great burden for this, which is part of the reason he's helping to oversee this, that I feel like we should have a face in the community. We can't change the world, but we can we can manifest by our actions the love of Jesus Christ. Amen? So, if you're willing to take some responsibility in one of these areas, that's part of the reason we do a lot of these very sporadically, because no one really is carrying the burden to make sure we are doing those things. And then the last T, teaching principles for life, we are... This falls under categories of young marriage. My wife and I are continuing to do young marriage, zero to ten years. Brother Levester and Sister Tina Johnson will be starting a ministry to the not as young marrieds. That's really not going to be the name, but that's all we've got so far. So um, I threw out a couple of other options as well. Um, the uh, I think we're going to stick it out. Marrieds or so, 
But, in all seriousness, Brother and Sister Johnson are going to be starting uh, 11 to 20. 11 to 20 years old, Brother and Sister Johnson are going to be starting ministry for married couples 11 to 20 years. The Basically the second second Friday of the month. I see Brother Johnson. Sister Johnson's not feeling well tonight. If you want to get a little bit more info about that tonight, you can talk to him um, about that. So we are broadening. We continue to do our marriage seminar and things like that, but this is some more consistent teaching principles for life. Um, You've heard me say it. I will continue saying it. it. I don't care how great you do ministry or all that stuff. If your home is not in order... If your relationship, your marriage is not healthy and growing, something's wrong. You should not be some great preacher, some great teacher, some great singer, and a horrible husband or a horrible wife. That is not the will of God. Amen. We will continue areas of parenting, areas of finance, adding things. And then we're going to be something else. We're going to be launching heading into the new year, is this is not the final name either, but for right now, topical study groups. Things like uh, eight weeks where on, let's say, a Tuesday night, there will be a topic or a class that for eight weeks, 7 o'clock, 7.30, Tuesday nights, this will be going on. Maybe something like finance, Dave Ramsey, some kind of financial thing. It may be something about relationships. It, it, it may be, uh, maybe a book, maybe, uh, something like for the men, something along the lines of, uh, wild at heart or things like that. So this is not, you're not making a commitment to something until Jesus comes. Um, but it's something that may, is relevant, relevant. That is, Something to do with an elephant and something else. I don't know what. I think I need some water. Something that is relevant to you where you are. And um, we we will be communicating those from time to time, what's going on, what topics will be available and uh, some of these will be done here at the church. Some of these, hopefully, will be done in other settings. But ways in which we can help, teach, train. Again, the first T, I think it's very appropriate. The first T has to do with equipping, training saints for ministry. That's what the fivefold ministry is for. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors, for the equipping of the saints for the work of their ministry. But I also believe that you and I, learning how to be good stewards, good parents, good husbands, good wives, good children. I think I may teach a class on how to be a great teenager that doesn't give your parents headaches. No. But I think that's just as important. I'm going to say it again. It is not the will of God for any of us to be greatly successful at ministry and our houses, our families be in shambles. Amen. I'll give my own amens. Amen. I don't think that means you put your world ahead of God. 
don't think that means you put yourself ahead of God, but God establishes divine order. Amen. So we've done some of these things. I, again, we, we do a marriage seminar every year, but trying to get beyond that and also expanding. Uh, many have graduated from the young marriage group, and um, they still need help. Praise God. So, I will, uh, before we quit here, I'm going to remind you of what's available for you to sign up. I want to spend a few minutes on something, sowing some seed here um, as, I, as I wrap up tonight. I said earlier, said a few minutes ago under helping one another, that we are going to kind of move away from this idea of what we've been used to as a care group. I want to I share with you here a few things for a moment to give you a little bit of foundation of where we are and where I believe we're going. In the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 2, in verse 46, there were the Bible refers to two types of places they met daily. They met in the temple and they met house to house. Those are two Greek words, if you did not figure that out. The first word there is the Greek word for the temple, and the second word is the word that's used for house to house. That word is oikos, and I'm told that oikos is the way to pronounce it because that's how the yogurt commercial pronounces it. So therefore, that must be it. It's not oikos, it's not whatever else, it's oikos, because Danon's Creek yogurt is oikos. So we know advertising must be correct. So I, I want to focus. I'm not going to take... I, I preached Sunday night about the other one. I'm not going to get caught up in that one here tonight. But this, I want to focus for a few moments here in closing on this other. And oikos, the Greek word, the basic definition is a dwelling, by implication, a family. An oikos is a Greek word that is often translated household in the New Testament. In English, household means the nuclear family. In Greek, however, and I want you to get this next part. In Greek, however, its usage was much broader and included family, neighbors, co-workers, and friends, and those with whom we come into regular contact. So I personally believe that what we were shown in Acts 2 was a pattern of what we all need. We need a temple gathering, if you will. A time where the whatever is all of the body, as long as it can, gets together. And there are things that happen in that setting that are very important. But what we also need, every one of us needs an oikos connection. We need a smaller connection. We need what we have here, but we also need a more personal, intimate connection. This is more and more the case the older I get. There are places, especially on my back, that my hand cannot touch but it's still a part of my body. 
there are people here that you're never going to... There are people over here, you've probably never even seen some folks over there. You've been coming for 20 years, they've been coming for 18. You'd see them at the mall and never even know you go to church with them every week. And there's only a hundred and something people here tonight. We need this, but we also need, you and I need an oikos, more personal, intimate connection. That's not a drudgery. That's not a, that's not a burden. That's a blessing. The opportunity for you and I to have connection with each other in a more personal setting is a great blessing. And it really is a necessity. We cannot make it without it. Because while I believe there are things we get here that we can't get in a small setting, the reverse is true as well. There are things that you can't get here that we need in a more personal one-on-one setting. So that principle is established in the New Testament. And then if we go back to, and some of you are very familiar with these verses from years ago in teaching on cell groups, care ministry, care groups, whatever you want to call it. In Exodus chapter 18, Moses' father-in-law comes to Moses and he says, Hearken now unto my voice, I will give thee counsel, and God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people to Godward that thou mayest bring the causes unto God. I, a couple of verses before this, I had thought I had it in there. Moses' father-in-law comes to him and says, What is this you are doing to the people? Many of you have heard that verse before. Yeah. What are you doing to the people? What was Moses doing? Moses was, according to Scripture, sitting and counseling all day long, from daylight to dark, basically, trying to counsel every single person that had a problem in a congregation of over two million people. And his father-in-law says to him, what are you doing to the people? He thought he was doing something for them, but actually he was doing something to them. And so that's the context of what is now being said. Hearken now unto my voice, I will give thee counsel, and God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people to Godward, that thou mayest bring the causes unto God. And thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws, and shalt show them the way wherein they must walk and the work that they must do. And so in verse 21, he gives them this instruction. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands and hundreds, rulers of hundreds and rulers of fifties and rulers of ten. I just double-checked it today to the best of my ability, a very safe estimate of the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt was two million people. That's a pretty big congregation. There's no mega church in the U.S. or anywhere else in the world that comes anywhere close to that. Moses was trying to take care of two million people by himself. And Jethro says, what is this you're doing to the people? You've got to distribute this responsibility. And so God instructed him, Moses, through Jethro, his father-in-law. That's a miracle in and of itself that he was willing to sit and listen to his father-in-law give him instructions on what to do. 
he says, I want you to establish a captain over thousands, a captain over hundreds, captain over fifties, and the cap rulers of tens. And by that structure, two million people, two million people were able to be properly discipled, cared for, connected. So, you may not be able to see this any better than some of the other ones. But the congregation of Israel was broken down into rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. That basically, to me, is an oikos. Oikos. Oikos, right? Isn't that the way the commercial? Yeah. I like oikos. I like that better, but Danan says oikos. Danan must be right. They make more money than I do. Not Danan. But the company, I thought I saw when I watched the commercials to hear how it was pronounced. It was, thank you very much. The parent company. Yeah, the parent company. I know Oikos is a brand, but. Mess me up. He took that whole congregation of two million people and broke them all the way down into tens. Intimate, personal connections. How many of you, there's another one of those words we've heard for years around here. Who knows how the right way to pronounce it. And there was no commercial I could watch to figure this one out. We've always heard it koinoia, but that's not the way it looks. Fellowship. And that fellowship is not just, hey, let's go run out to McDonald's. And That word fellowship means association, community, communion, joint participation, contact. I believe we all need consistent connection on a much smaller scale than a congregation of they had 200 they had 2 million we got about 200 but we need a much smaller scale connection of ministry and discipleship i i hope you're not getting tired of hearing that word because i believe the spirit is strongly saying something to the church And again, I believe there's a place. I believe there's a time and a place for what we're doing tonight. I believe there's a time and a place for a Antioch U, my place in God's story, where a classroom setting has a purpose. But there's a whole other dynamic that can never be accomplished in a classroom setting. There is relationship and connection and ministry and the discipling of others that has to happen in a more personal, intimate setting. So one of the things that we are going to be working to do is making sure that every one of us has an oikos that we are a part of. One of the things that's going to be changing in the concept of what we tried to do 
we've often tried to do things in a very kind of locked in, here is, here is your box. <laughs> Get in this box. But I believe an oikos, a group of people, working together, discipling one another, ministering to one another, doesn't necessarily have to happen in somebody's house on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. It might happen at 7 a.m. on a Thursday morning at Starbucks. I know some of you are too spiritual for Starbucks. Or you're too spiritual for coffee. I, I like, I'm almost done. I'm on. Whoa. Realize what time it was. I'm, I will hurry. I, I like, I've, I've tried to figure out a word and brother, brother Gleason used a word in his book. I think he used it here. And I think it's a great word. That word's organic. Not Whole Foods organic. Why did Nathaniel and I were out last night and we wait. does a Christmas tree at Whole Foods taste better than one like on the road someplace? I don't I'm not sure I understand why you gotta get your tree at Whole Foods. I don't know. Sorry. Organic meaning not pigeonholed into something. Not locked into. But again, maybe it's, maybe it's lunchtime during the week where you are a part of an oikos, a group of people that are getting together to minister, to connect, to disciple one another. That it doesn't have to happen set time, set place. I said it Sunday night, and I believe it. The scripture says we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves and the more the day we see the day approaching. But I also am well aware of the fact all of us have things about our lives that are rigid. Especially if you are an employee. <laughs> you, you, if you're a student, if you, you've got things about your life that are set. So what I believe we can figure out is how to find a way to make it work for you. To find people that you can work with that will make it work for you. Helping to connect and disciple one another in a more organic setting. Maybe it turns out to be that your setting, your approach, what you enjoy, and you find some people that you connect with, that you have... Wednesday night, you're in somebody. Maybe it is. But the point is, for all of us, and I said us, myself included, to find that group that I am connected with. Because I need this connection here that I have with all of you, but I also need an individual connection. I need that because I need to give in that setting, but I need that because I also need to receive in that setting. And so, over the next couple of weeks, hopefully, rather sooner rather than later, I and perhaps others are going to be communicating with you how we are working towards providing 
the opportunity for every one of us to make sure we have this kind of connection. Not interested in trying to add a burden or weight to your life or my life, but I am interested in us providing the opportunities that we need for our spiritual growth and development. And so, I I know for some of us, there's there's some adjustment. I am, for those of you that don't know me well, I I am not an out-of-the-box thinker. I love my boxes. I find great safety and security in my boxes. I like to reinforce my boxes. I don't want to get out of my box. And I understand there's a few others of you that are similar to that. Then there's some of you, you are the absolute opposite extreme. You don't even, you don't just want to get out of your box. You want to absolutely destroy all the evidence that the box ever existed. And I'm here to tell you tonight, we need each other. Because I can't live stuck in my box, but you don't need to live without a box. We have to find balance. So my goal, my desire is not to add the burden of boxes, but to provide the privilege and opportunity of meaningful connection where we are contributing to one another's well-being. And so I believe God is giving us traction and unveiling because it's not about where we are right now. It's also about where by faith we are going. And if two million plus people could be properly cared for, then I think we can properly care for one another as well if we follow God's pattern and God's way. My purpose tonight, especially these last few minutes, is simply to plant some seeds in your mind tonight. I understand I'm not laying out or giving you clear step-by-step answers as to what, how, when exactly this is all going to be done. Part of what I'm also trying to accomplish tonight is letting you know that God is giving direction. And we are in the process of following that direction. And so... I want you to I just I want you to have your heart, your mind, your spirit open to what to what place, what role God has for you. Bottom line is whatever else all of this you're involved in, what I'm talking about right now is not the same thing. I'm involved from time to time in a ministry setting, an outreach setting or an event or whatever. I'm talking about a consistent connection that we have. Where relationships are being established and we are discipling one another and also getting more disciples than just what we have here. I'm gonna I'd like to pray for a second before we close. Once I pray, I will quickly remind you what is available if you're interested. And before I pray, we've had, we've had a couple of others. Maybe at some point we'll take some time in the future. 
We, we've had a couple people that have come and shared some vision and ideas that God has given them, things that I, we haven't even thrown out or talked about. If that's you, please, please, please don't hesitate to communicate because part of what we want to do is facilitate some of you that God has given vision and burden and desires to. Say, well, my idea is kind of different. Nobody else? Okay. We, we, have not, we have not fully established in saying this is all that we're here for. So if God's given you vision and a burden or a desire for something, we want to see what we can do to help you and facilitate that. Father, I thank you for this time tonight. I thank you for every individual here tonight, God. You, I believe, have fitly framed us, are fitly framing us. As we sit here tonight, God, a diverse group in many different ways, but a group that you are putting together for your purpose. God, I I believe tonight that you are giving us traction, that we're getting our footing and we're we're moving forward and things are beginning to take place that we have believed and trusted for. And I trust that you're going to continue to give us clarity of direction, the steps to take. Lord, whatever's started in the Spirit must be accomplished in the Spirit. We can't finish through fleshly means what must be done by the Spirit. So I'm asking you to continue to lead us and guide us. I pray for every individual here tonight, every individual that's a part of Antioch Central to bring revelation and understanding, God, of our purpose, our place, our role in your kingdom, in your body. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. Just to help you out so that you're not having to, if you're coming in a moment, just real quickly right here is you're interested, willing to help us with our meal ministry. You're willing to be a part of outreach on helping us to reach places we don't, may not be in on a regular basis. Nursing home, homeless ministry, first responders, service projects, celebrate recovery, or that's the addiction ministry, ushers and greeters. If you're interested, in that, and I know a lot of you are already involved, so there's no need for you to come. But again, if you're still seeking for some direction, um, you could come. Also, if you'd like, again, as always, if you're interested, have any interest in the slides from tonight to go back over them, you can email me and I'm happy to share them with you. God bless you. Thank you for being here tonight. I look forward to seeing you on Sunday in Jesus' name.